Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to Three, a show about Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic and part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm Gil Gross with Amy Lundy and filling in for Joel Drucker, Amy's brother, Dr. David Lundy, who is a general surgeon, has uh, treated COVID patients over the course of the uh, the pandemic in a multitude of ways. And he joins us for this conversation about the big news in the tennis world, which is that Novak Djokovic has received a medical exemption from the Victorian government. He has the okay to travel to Melbourne and play the Australian Open where he'll go for his 10th title, major number 21. He'll be the number one seed, the defending champion and and all of that. Um, So we're going to get into this decision. Let's start here. Um, There are two reasons why someone would have been eligible for a medical exemption. Uh, One is that you can prove that you got a positive COVID case through a PCR test in the last six months. And I'm not entirely clear if that would fall under the medical exemption terminology. So let's throw that aside, knowing that that's a possibility. The other one is that there's an acute medical condition that makes it so that you deserve an exemption from getting vaccinated. So David, uh, what are some known examples of acute medical conditions that make it inadvisable to take the vaccine? I think I would put these in basically two categories. Um, One would be uh, some sort of previous reaction to the vaccine itself or constituent parts of the vaccine. If you know that you're allergic to the vaccine, then that's a pretty good reason not to take it, especially if that's been a previous severe reaction, such as anaphylaxis. Obviously, I don't know his vaccine status or if he's had any of that before. The other ones typically revolve around uh, current inflammatory issues, especially affecting the heart. If you have inflammation of the lining of the heart or the heart muscle itself, um, that can be worsened by a vaccine. And certain uh, severe acute inflammation processes in the lungs would, would, uh, probably, would probably mean that a vaccine might not be a good idea in the short term. So I, I have a little thing. And first of all, um, I call you Devo. So if I, you're my little brother, flip so up, Guilty. Dr. Devo. Yeah. Um, so he has a history of asthma. And, and I was just reading that he gave an interview where he said that as a little boy, he would lay in bed and think that he was going to suffocate because he had problems breathing. In 2012, he also had breathing problems in Australia during a five-set match against Andy Murray and um, said that his allergies were to blame for this and his asthma. Um, Would this be a pre-existing condition that that might be able to earn him an exemption? Uh, Typically not. As a matter of fact, I asked a colleague in preparation for this conversation about this who's a who's a pulmonologist, an expert in, um, 
and lung diseases. And she kind of said the opposite. And I tend to agree that it's the presence of asthma, which is a, a chronic but very controllable um, pulmonary disease that causes inflammation, actually puts you at the greatest risk if you get COVID. And so the very strong recommendation is with, with asthma, um, unless you're allergic to some constituent of the, of the uh, part of the vaccine, that we recommend that people with asthma get, get vaccinated because the disease actually puts you at greater risk if you get the disease than uh, getting the vaccine, as far as, as far as we know for most people. Do we know how rare uh, an allergy to the vaccine is or, or how many people and a sample size um, might might be advised against taking the vaccine? And I say that in the context that Craig Tiley, um, the, the head of Tennis Australia has said that there are multiple players who have been granted uh, a medical exemption. I believe he used the term a handful. And we're talking about, I want to say 300 athletes or so who um, who are involved in a major championship like the Australian Open. Personally, I'm not aware of the exact statistics of, of bad reactions to the vaccine. I do know that when it happens, it becomes noteworthy. It seems to be reported in the media and uh, certainly anecdotally around my hospital, when somebody has a bad reaction to the vaccine, it, it becomes newsworthy, even on a local, in a local sense. Um, far less um, you know, noteworthy are people who don't have any reaction. You tend not to hear about those. You tend to only hear about the bad ones. But I know based on population studies that uh, statistically the vaccine is safer than the disease COVID. I noticed in the Australian uh, literature where they listed the, the requirements for a medical exemption, you know, way down there is a risk for anaphylaxis. So is there some ingredient in the, you know, in the MNRA vaccines or the, um, the vector vaccines? Is there some ingredient that would predispose or somebody who is predisposed to anaphylaxis um, for them to have some sort of reaction? I, I honestly don't know. Um, the, the, <clears throat> when you talk about an anaphylactic reaction, it is so severe and sudden that we tend to err on the side of caution, that if someone has had an anaphylactic type reaction to an ingredient that could be in one of those um, vaccines, we, we really do err on the side of caution because the, the reaction can be so severe. Um, recently in my own office, I gave an injection of lidocaine, a numbing medication, and the woman had an anaphylactic reaction. And had she not had her epinephrine pen, it might've been disastrous for her. Uh, it turns out that she had a corn allergy and that there was probably some makeup of that vaccine that included some corn protein. And, uh, you know, unless you read way down on the, on the insert, you wouldn't have known that exactly. But um, so it's, it's possible. And, you know, if someone's had an anaphylactic type reaction before, we tend not to mess around with that. We give that the benefit of the doubt and avoid that at, at any cost, because that's when the risk benefit shifts 
certainly if you have an anaphylactic type reaction to certain elements, the risk of that element being harmful to you would be higher than the risk of COVID. That's when that risk benefit analysis shifts away from the vaccine in my mind. Um, one other question that I would have, you know, a lot of the, the reaction on Twitter has been, I mean, people are angry. David, I mean, people are hot under the collar because they've been vaccinated, they've been good soldiers, they've been locked down in Australia. I mean, we think we've had it bad with our little lockdowns. These people have been inside their houses, in some cases, in some states, not able to go more than 20 feet from their house for months on end, while the country of Australia tried to implement a zero COVID policy, like zero cases, and it worked for a long time. Now with this latest variant, they're, they're lifting the, the levers on that and they've, they've opened their borders, but they do want people to be vaccinated, everyone, except for those that qualify for a medical exemption. So my question is, um, if there are these two panels, these review panels that review it, review the case, they say it's blinded, that they don't know the athlete's name, and they've granted him a medical exemption. Um, is that legit? Uh, is there a reason for us to question that? I certainly haven't read anything that would lead me to question it. It seems like they have a pretty thorough and blinded process. If, if it's to believe that that is their process, the individual is blinded, these uh, the people who make up this this medical body or these actually two medical bodies come from various aspects of medicine. It sounds pretty thorough and legitimate to me. Um, I wouldn't independently have any reason to to doubt their finding. You know, doctors, we take an oath to first do no harm. And you know, as as cheesy as that can sound sometimes, I think we all take it actually pretty seriously because the last thing we want to do is hurt people. And that's true on an individual patient basis, but it's also true on a public health basis. There's not a lot of motivation for doctors to release people from a vaccine when ultimately that could hurt the population as a whole and that it diminishes the potential for herd immunity. So based on what I've read, it seems like a thorough process. And I certainly don't know why he was granted this exemption, but the process seemed thorough and independent to me based on what I read. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It'll be interesting to see if obviously the uh, more information comes out and I, I don't know exactly what the, the privacy laws are in Australia, but I imagine that most countries have some sort of structure around personal information when it comes to medical records. Um, you know, I think this is us kind of wondering, but uh, it might be up to Novak to, to give more information. Um, Amy, you could weigh in on this. I mean, should should Novak do himself a favor and and add some uh, transparency to this situation so people can stop speculating, um, even if speculation is unfair or is inappropriate? Uh, Novak can put an end to it if, if he wanted to. Well, he, he did take the first baby step forward by telling everyone that he got a medical exemption. He could have just taken his medical exemption and shown up in Australia and said, here I am. You guess why I'm here, whether I've been vaccinated, given an exemption, you know, came in in the still of night. You guess why I'm here. So he did come out on social media today and announce I've been given a medical exemption. Um, should he take it further and, and say, you know, this is why? Because um, we know a possibility is that he has had COVID again, he, he had it early in the pandemic, but that he got reinfected within the last six months, because um, that's a possibility. Maybe he doesn't want to say that for whatever reason. Um, I mean, I, I, I firmly believe in someone's right to privacy, especially medical privacy, because we all have issues that we don't want to tell people. Um, would it, would it, from a public relations standpoint, might it help us all move on from this drama that has dragged on for months and months so that we can now focus on tennis? Yeah, it might. That's a good point. Yeah, well said. Um, David, we've seen leagues, the NHL, the NBA, um, the NFL, 90% and above vaccinated. And uh, it's been fairly smooth and fairly successful in terms of keeping COVID out of these leagues until recently, until the Omicron variant. And now um, even these population sets that are 90 plus percent vaccinated um, and, and they are testing um, a ton. So, so it's a little bit different than the regular population where a lot of people don't get tested, uh, but, but it's been a mess. Uh, there's been a lot of cancellations. There's been a lot of players getting it. And I'm kind of bracing myself to, to see that in tennis over the next month in Australia, where there is going to be regular testing. I mean, I guess how, um, how and why is Omicron so different from the previous two variants in which kind of were kept under control in the sporting world? I, I personally think that, and based on what we're seeing, that the Omicron variant is, is likely more contagious. It's, it's uh, more easily spread. When we, when we think about the spread of a virus, we talk about viral load. It's literally how many tiny little viral particles 
do you need to be exposed to in order to get the disease? And my feeling is that the Omicron variant probably requires a smaller viral load, fewer actual little tiny viruses um, to make somebody ill. But it also seems as though maybe that um, the Omicron variant has something about it that helps it get past the uh, vaccine. Viruses, uh, they replicate very quickly. And therefore, every time something replicates, it has the ability to mutate. And so it can kind of do an in run around, around the vaccine. However, my opinion is also that even if this is happening, the vaccine is still going to confer some protection. I like the analogy of a seatbelt. Um, you, when you drive in a car, you wear a seatbelt, not to prevent a car accident, but to help mitigate the repercussions of that car accident, to make it more survivable. So I think even though um, people who are fully vaccinated, um, myself, for example, um, can uh, still get COVID, and by the way, I am... <laughs> At home, recovering from COVID, as we that's see. why that's why we got him today to fill in for Joel because he's quarantining. <laughs> I, Otherwise, he'd be doing a surgery. <laughs> I should be operating. Um, so, I, uh, I I believe in my heart of hearts that even though this this tricky virus that got around my my vaccination status got to me, that I might be a lot sicker. Uh, I would likely be a lot sicker um, had I not been vaccinated. Um, you know, the, the hope is also that Omicron could confer, because more people may be getting this, but a lesser version of the disease, it could confer greater herd immunity and actually end up being, uh, in a way, a positive thing in the long run. But that, you know, that remains to be seen. We still have to see. What have you seen in your hospital in terms of the ICU um, hospitalizations with this latest wave with Omicron compared to other waves? Well, nothing, nothing is going to be like the first wave we saw. It was, it was truly horrific. And, and we really just, back then, we just didn't know anything. And as soon as we figure something out, the virus seems to change. So whatever you think you know today, you know, tune in tomorrow because it might be different. But uh, you know, Delta was a severe, severe disease, and, and we definitely saw sicker people in the ICU. What I'm seeing personally right now in the ICU is uh, people, many more people are being diagnosed, but they're not quite as sick. We're not having as many people require mechanical ventilation. In my world, to require a procedure like a tracheostomy, a, a, a breathing tube in their neck to help them breathe, we're not seeing that as much. Also, I'll say anecdotally that I've noticed that the, the sicker patients that we are seeing uh, are seeing tend to be unvaccinated at this point. Um, right now in our ICU, if you're really, really sick, you're likely either not vaccinated or under-vaccinated. Okay. Amy, um, I'm sure that we'll revisit this topic at some point, but I think uh, my sense is that when Novak does step foot inside Rod Laver Arena for his first round match. Uh, there are going to be, uh, there's going to be an unusual amount of passion rooting for his opponent. Um, I mean, what, again, I'm sure we're going to have more discussion on this. What do you think the effect of that is? Is that is that a negative for, for Novak's Australian Open chances? 
I think it could be a positive, Gil, because we know how he is. If he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder and, you know, people are going to be booing him, um, you know, that what happened at the U.S. Open notwithstanding when, when he had that emotional breakdown because he was losing the match, but the crowd was finally on his side. Um, but, I, I mean, I've seen this guy play dozens of matches over the years where he has been booed and has used that energy to turn things around in a match or play just brilliantly so that doesn't like I don't think that's as much of an issue although that'll be there um but I do worry about his preparation because he's I guess just now going to be getting to Australia maybe today or as we record this and he'll have to adjust to the time change he'll have to adjust to conditions um I, I don't know if he'll be granted a wild card in next week's tournament um, or if there's even time for that. So for him, if he has to just go out and play a Grand Slam best of five format, I'm a little more concerned about that, but he is in tip top condition. Yeah. Good points. Again, I'm sure we'll, we'll hit on that further. Um, I don't know where I stand on, on the crowd thing. I go, I really do go back and forth on that. If it helps him, if it hurts him, obviously he's good at handling it, but I'm not, I'm not sure it helps him. There's a lot of theories out there that it's actually good for him. Um, all right, David, let's end on this. Will you be up at three in the morning to watch <laughs> Novak Djokovic play the Australian open? No, but I'd get up to watch him get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> If that's, if that's what's going to happen, I'll be up with my popcorn. Just watch yeah. it. Well, wouldn't count on that. That'll do it for this episode of three. Remember, we're available on all podcast platforms. We greatly appreciate it if you leave a rating and a review on Apple as well as Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. We will see you next time on the next episode of three.